You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. What is an evangelist, pastor, or teacher? Now, some of that, we, we all kind of have our, our feelings about this. Why? Because those gifts are, have been perhaps more prevalent over the last many years. You know, we've had some phenomenal pastors and, and evangelists. You know, Billy Graham would stand out, uh, Reiner Bunke, but there are so many amazing evangelists, some that you may have never heard of, but they are no less evangelists than anybody else, or pastors or teachers. And we need all these graces because Jesus gives. Jesus never gives anything that isn't essential. Everything he gives is essential. An apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, pastor and teacher are essential graces that the body of Christ needs. I personally am excited about what the Lord is giving today. And it says there here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, And he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. And today I want to talk about what is an evangelist. Now, one of the uh, more prominent evangelist or obvious evangelist is here in the book of Acts. And we see it in, um, in the book of Acts uh, chapter 8, where we see a man called Philip. When the body of Christ <clears throat> was in a bit of a tumultuous time, like we have experienced over the last some years, Peter and John and James and others who were there, they, they, the, the, the agonizing that was there, and some of it because of the needs crying out. There was these Greek widows, and there were all these different kinds of widows because there was war with the Romans and everything, so a lot of men had, had died and a lot of men had been martyred and so forth. So there was, there was a lot of turmoil and the need was screaming at the apostles and they couldn't keep up with the demand. So then the idea came, let's choose seven men from among us whom we can entrust. And two of them stand out, out of the seven that we know, but all of them were, were wonderful men of God. But two of them, was one was Stephen, who was martyred, and the other one was Philip. Now, Philip went down to Caesarea when the persecution arose after Stephen had been stoned. And he went to Caesarea, and it says here in chapter 8 of Acts, verse 4, there for those who were scattered after the persecution went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. 
Philip is called the evangelist in the scripture. An evangelist is the one who has the power to call and people can't resist the call, so to speak. In other words, it pulls them. It, it, it pricks them. It, it, it awakes them. It jars them. It affects them. That is an anointing. That is a power of Christ. Jesus said, nobody can come to me unless the Father draws them. As it is written, all who have learned and heard from the Father come to me, John 6, 44, 45. It is a power to draw. The person can say, come, and the people who need to come feel, I've got to come, I've got to, I've got to come. That is the spirit of the evangelist pulling, calling. It is a spirit to call, to pull, to draw. That is the grace of an evangelist. And yes, of course, it is the grace to proclaim. I, I read it to you, but I'll, I'll read it again here in chapter 21 of the book of Acts, verse 8. It says, On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with him. And Philip, I mentioned yesterday, had four daughters who prophesied. I am so grateful that we don't have to live today within the confusion that people who have Christ in them are able to share that life of Christ according to the grace given being male or female. I am so great, happy that I don't have a problem with that. I have so often received such an amazing word from the Lord through, through, somebody, through a woman. And I am so grateful that to me, the Spirit of Christ can come through whomever He chooses. He is the boss. But here we know Philip is an evangelist. Paul, writing to Timothy in his last letter, the 13th letter that we have of Paul, says... To to Timothy in chapter 4, my goodness, this man is sitting in a dark dungeon waiting to be beheaded and he knew that the time had come. He knew he was going to go. And he says to Timothy, he says, uh, verse 1 of uh, 2 Timothy 4, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convict, excuse me, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Mm, yeah, they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will heed up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Now, this is the point I want to make in what is an evangelist? Evangelistic graces come forth from the Lord Jesus Christ when the harvest is calling to be harvested. 
In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, 37, 38, Jesus saw the multitudes and they were like sheep without a shepherd. And their needs were so great, but they didn't know where to go for help. And Jesus said, pray the Lord of the harvest that he may send out laborers. You see, when the harvest is ripening of humanity in their needs, in their sorrows, in their cries, they are more sensitive to some call of hope, some ray of light when it's so dark, some voice crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Oh, how I believe that that grace is again bursting forth from our Savior, calling that He will again give forth evangelists. I know when when you think of my lifetime in which there were so many phenomenal evangelists on earth harvesting the multitudes of souls on the earth. Theo Osborne I grew up with and, and, and all these others. That, that we again need them today because the harvest is crying, crying. Where do we go for help? Who will give us a word in season? Oh friends, let's believe God that we're gonna see that calling voice that evangelist calling and that people can't bear to resist because the power is in the calling. The power is in the word come and they come. Oh, we need that spirit. Oh, I know that anointing and I love that anointing. Then what is a pastor? Well, Jesus, of course, is the perfect pastor, but he prophesied and he said to us, and this is a word for our day, I believe. He says in chapter three of the book of Jeremiah in chapter three verse 15 I will give you shepherds, pastors according to my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding you see the shepherds first and foremost task is to feed the sheep and not to beat the sheep feed the sheep and an example of that is somebody can come out of the meeting where they have been ministered to by a true pastoral grace that's come forth from Christ himself. And they can walk out of the building just shining and the person greeting them says, oh, how was it? Oh, it was awesome, it was awesome. Well, what did he say? Oh, I don't know, it was awesome. You see, they didn't just receive head knowledge, they received spirit life. They were fed from the throne of grace with that good shepherd's heart of Jesus in that pastor. They were fed with the life of the Son of God. The, the great calling of a pastor is to feed the sheep and to lead them to pastures, to green pastures, and to make them rest by the still waters of the Spirit. The Spirit gives rest. People need to be able to come to church and be ministered to by pastor week in, week out, week in, week out who feeds them with the life of the Son of God and quiets their natural nature by the comfort of the Holy Spirit, who gives them that living bread and gives them that living water. Oh, friends, how we need that today, how we need that. We know that David was called the shepherd of Israel, whom God anointed. I believe the most important thing for a pastor is you gotta live full of the Holy Spirit and the bread of heaven. You gotta live full of the Word and you gotta live full of the Spirit. And whenever the people come, 
they receive a word from the throne of grace and they receive the life of the Spirit. And it's so important that we not only think about the adults, but also the children. And that's why we need to guard our time. Brother Osteen was a spiritual father to me and he said to me, Robert, you should be able to to, to, to dish up a meal, a full meal, within no more than 30 minutes. When he said that to me, I was a young man, about 27, 26 years old, 27 maybe, 26, not 26. And I thought, oh my goodness, I can't get it out except in an hour and a half or whatever. 30 minutes, how can I? And you see, I had so much to learn and I saw a master pastor. And pastor's not a master. I'm not a master. I'm just a pastor. Jesus is the master. But I saw the master in the pastor. When I would sit there and listen to Brother Osteen, when I would sit there and listen to my father as a young man, I saw the master in the pastor. A master, a pastor must never be the master, but the master must always be in the pastor. Again, a pastor must never be a master, but the master must always be in the pastor. A pastor needs to love the flock, know the flock, lead the flock. And I'll close with that thought so to not make it too long today. But in John chapter 10, Jesus says, I am, verse 11, the good shepherd. I, the good shepherd, the good shepherd risks and lays down his own life for the sheep. And then he says in verse 14, I know and recognize my own sheep and my own know and recognize me even as truly as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And then he says, my sheep hear my voice. The knowing, okay, I'm going to close with that. And the hearing. A pastor, a teacher, have to have that grace. A teacher is one who's laying out the, the knowledge of the Lord by the Holy Spirit and makes it applicable to the people. It applies to their lives. That is a grace of a teacher. Not everybody who teaches has the gift of a teacher. A true teacher knows how to take the knowledge and make it applicable make it apply to the need and to the guidance and to the instruction and the information needed for the person who hears a true teacher from the Spirit. But a pastor has, these, has this grace that he knows the sheep. That's not a mental knowing. No, that's when he, when that gift of the pastor comes out of him, the people connect with it with their spirit. And that's called the knowing. And then they hear him when he speaks it's like God is speaking Christ is speaking directly to them and that is the power of a pastor and we need to know today an evangelist a pastor, teacher, apostle, prophet and I believe God is willing to give more than we can ask for and we need to trust him today Amen. have a good day